high above. Start cleaning those tires up. Green this time. Remember, they fan out down there to protect that bottom. Little Sunday drive. All right, boss man. Pace cars off. Be ready. Yeah, be ready. Gas that bitch up. Be ready. Be ready. Green flag. Green. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Pass on WSIC. I am Randy Miller, Tom Baker, sitting over in the Silman seat. Uh, today we've got uh, a pretty big show on tap today. Our guest uh, in the next segment is Melon Man, Ross Chastain. Yes. So we have to talk to him about uh, everything going on. He's a, he's a busy man lately. He's got a lot of rides. That, he's always uh, been busy. He's, he's, he's been doing I feel like he's probably the one driver that has the most experience just in terms of not being able to practice and qualify because you see him in the truck race and then he's in the Xfinity race and then he runs cup race sometimes. and. So he's he's a busy man. So he gets a cardio workout all week long, running from garage area to garage area to garage area. I wonder if Haley gave him any tips on driving straight. Since <laughs> Haley was <laughs> running his dragster wow. the other night. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. So we've got we're going to have a breakdown of uh, the weekend's festivities at Atlanta, as well as the IndyCar race at Texas, um, and uh, we'll talk about all of the latest news in uh, in the world of motorsports. We'll start with the Chuck series. We'll go through all three of the NASCAR series, and we'll swing back over to uh, IndyCar a little bit later on. Grant Enfinger was the big winner on uh, Saturday in the Truck Series race. After winning no races in all of 2019, Tom, he now has two victories on the season and uh, doing pretty good in that Thor Sport truck. You know, um, he really is. And, uh, you know, I wonder, it's always interesting to me when you get one person from within a team, it's almost like, you know, the the walk just goes a little bit more that way mm-hmm. than it does for the others for a while, and then it kind of rebounds back. We've seen speed out of all the Thor Sport, sport trucks, but... You know, again, it's kind of like Brad Keselowski in the Cup Series. I feel like Grant has sort of been in the right place at the right time to take advantage of others' misfortunes. True. Um, you know, and that's anymore with the competition we have in all three of the National Series classes, it's just as important to be in the right place at the right time as it is to be the fastest car because the fastest car or truck doesn't always win. That's true. And he ended up winning the regular season uh, championship last year, having not won a single race and made it all the way, I think, uh, to the final six or final eight before he was eliminated from contention. But his teammate, Johnny Soddard, basically suffered a different fate. He ended up being disqualified for some tire issues uh, at the uh, or, uh, post-race inspection. So he ended up finishing that last on the uh, on the night. Uh, Christian Eckes finished third. Todd Gilliland, who we had on the show last week, ended up finishing fourth. So he had a good run in the front row motorsports yes. truck. Zane Smith ended up fifth. Uh, our guest today, Ross Chastain, was sixth. Derek Krause was seventh. Uh, Brett Moffitt, Ben Rhodes, and uh, Stuart Friesen rounded out the top 10. So um, a good race, again, you know, we talk about since NASCAR's come back from the coronavirus shutdown, all the races have been great. Atlanta was really no section. I feel like this was probably on the lower end of the good races compared to where we've been, but this is the, the only the second time we've been to a big track since we've come back. So you can't expect a whole lot. Well, uh, exactly. Right no, so, I agree. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things. So. Um, in other truck series news, the Eldora truck race is still up in the air. Um, uh, Bob Pockris posted a tweet uh, last week saying that he had reached out to Eldora Speedway. Robert Slack, who is the basically the director of Tony Stewart's track, said that they're working with NASCAR. The, the problem is, is that, um, which we talked about on Thursday's Motorsports Madness show, a lot of the standalone events are not going to happen this year because they don't get the same TV money that they get from other um, from like when NASCAR runs or whatever, the, right. the TV money isn't the same when you go to uh, Iowa and, and mid-Ohio and tracks like that. So the standalone events that Xfinity and trucks run are going to be very, very difficult to, to make happen um, because you, you really need 
the fan attendance for the purse money and things like that that happen. And, and, you know, with everything going on right now, a lot of states are just not letting that happen. Um, but NASCAR knows the importance of running the race out of door. It's the most popular truck race all year long. It's the one that sells out every year, all, you know, 35,000 people or whatever. So NASCAR really wants to try to fit the Eldora race in somewhere. So they're giving the the state of Ohio and a few, you know, of the people around the Eldora Speedway a few more weeks to try to figure out if there's a way to get the fans in there um, before they cancel it outright because they know the importance of having that race held at Eldora. Yeah, and I mean, we've still got, you know, again, there's still those states that are just not fully open and some of them aren't going to be for a while and it's kind of been a challenge all the way around. Um, You know, it would be a shame if that truck race didn't, happen because it's probably the one truck race all year that everybody looks most forward to and you know so um hopefully things can be worked out so we can make that happen yeah for sure um over in the xfinity side of things aj almendinger started uh, p30 on the field and ended up with his first career over win that's that's kind of a shock to me because you think about how much um aj uh, how much time he spent in the cup series but he's only got four wins in all of his nascar career and they're all on uh, road courses until now finally winning at uh, atlanta yeah he, i won in an oval i won in the, he was just so excited that was great i mean you know that that team this year is starting to fire on all cylinders all three cars are competing for wins justin haley has improved tremendously ross chastain's always at the front challenging and you know to see aj go out and do what he did the other day was incredible and i don't think it's gonna be the last time we see him up front that team is just they're doing it right now and they're championship contenders obviously aj is not because he's not running the full schedule but i think both ross and justin haley are you know bonafide championship contenders in that series yeah so aj almendinger because he won is eligible for the next dash for cash race which is at homestead this coming weekend he's not going to run the saturday race but he is going to run the sunday race which is the race that is for the dash for cash uh, prize money um, so he wasn't originally scheduled to run Homestead, but because he's eligible for it, uh, Matt Colleague and Chris Rice was like, hey, let's just bring a car to Homestead. Let's, let's go. do it. Let's do it. So, I, And I think a lot of people would love to see AJ run the full season uh, next year, which I think based on the, the text conversations I've had with Chris Rice, that is a, that is a plan that they want to put in place is they would like to have another car on track for AJ next year um, in a full-time capacity, varying sponsorship and things like that. So. Um, that they're they're gaining traction as he gets better, you know, better and better, and starts winning more and more races. That you know that that, that might actually happen. Um, some of his current sponsors are, are looking to maybe add some more races to the resumes next year. So, if he doesn't get a full season sponsorship, I feel like he'll run at least a majority of the races and try to at least run for you know an owner's championship if nothing else. But um, I know that that Chris and and Matt are every, and everybody are committed to having AJ run that oh, car yeah, for as for long sure. as he wants to run it, and for as long as sponsorship happens, they really want him in that car. That team has so much personality between oh, yeah. those three drivers. You got Ross, you got Justin, and you got AJ. They're all passionate. They're all energetic. Um, they're all slightly different from each other in terms of the personality, but. I just think that that is one of the most entertaining teams in all of NASCAR to follow. Sure. And uh, it, it it just makes it fun, and it makes it easy to, to, to be happy for them when they have success. And, and they have an amazing ringleader in Chris Rice as well to make, sure. the, make the whole yeah. circus go around. Yep. If you've never seen, uh, they have a Facebook Live uh, show that they do called Roundtable-ish. 
um, that they do with it, it's hosted by Chris Rice, but he has Haley on there, Ross on there, AJ on there, some of their crew chiefs and people. Carly's even been on there before their PR girl. Um, so it's a it's a fantastic show if you ever check it out. It's on Wednesdays at like 5.30 in the afternoon. So um, we are going to step off to a break when we come back. Speaking of college racing, we will have college racing driver Ross Chastain, the Melon Man, on our Strutmasters.com hotline when we return on the Inside Pass of WSIC. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Kannapolis turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Randy Marion's the king of price. Go check out the great deals on new and pre-owned vehicles. Whatever your needs are, Randy Marion Ford of Statesville's got you covered. Go see him today. You'll be glad you did. Randy Marion Ford, I-77, exit 49B. Visit randymarionford.com. For WSIC, I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Coaster. Those showers and storms come to an end overnight, a low of 71. 84 tomorrow with a 60% chance for afternoon and evening showers and storms. Then quieter Thursday, mostly cloudy, 82. Friday, partly sunny, 85. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Coaster. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. Right now is the right time to update your home office. And the place to start is getting rid of that flimsy plastic mat under your office chair. Step up to a glass chair mat by Vitraza. I'm George Pardo, president of Vitraza. We've been supplying high-quality glass chair mats made right here in the U.S. for over a decade. They're super strong and never dent. And wait until you feel what it's like to have your chair glide on a smooth glass chair mat. They're beautiful, too. They completely step up the look of your office. We now have 18 glass chair mat sizes in stock, ready to ship. If standard sizes don't fit, check out our custom design options. Shop today at vitraza.com and save 10% with code WRITE. Here's our website again, V as in Victor, I-T-R-A-Z-Z-A.com. And remember, save 10% with code WRITE, Vitraza.com. Financial stuff, it's so confusing. Where do you even start? With a trusted partner who knows the options and can understand your individual needs. That partner is Joshua Doby from the North Main Financial Group in Cornelius and host of North Main Financial, Saturdays at noon on WSIC. Hello, this is Joshua Doby, and I'm excited to share financial education while securing your financial future. Whether it's stocks, bonds, life insurance, partnerships, or anything else, we're here to help. Join me Saturdays at noon and visit us at northmainfinancial.com. Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin, the host of the Mental Fitness Matters show on WSIC. If you are a parent out there and your child is struggling with focus and attention in the classroom or at home, we may have a solution for you. At New Mentality, we are able to see what the brain is doing in real time and provide solutions for you and your family without the use of medication. Contact us today at 704-799-1270. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass on WSIC. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you're listening to us on the radio in the greater Lake Norman area, thank you so much for uh, joining us, tuning into your uh, car radio or at home, wherever you may be, or if you're listening to us on uh, the web at uh, WSIC fm.com. Thank you so much for listening to us on the web. Last week I mentioned that uh, our, our, our 
our website, the Inside Pass or InsidePassLive.com, has a new feature um, that I forgot to tell you guys about. If if you go to the website, there's going to be two little boxes that pop up um, that kind of float around the screen. I apologize in advance. That's not my technology. Um, but one of them is a calendar of the upcoming guests, so you don't have to scroll over to the uh, coming up list. It's right It's right there. It has the next, like, four weeks of, of guests on it, um, so you don't have to wonder who's coming up on the show. And then the other box is like a basically like a live chat kind of feature where if you have a message or if you have something, suggestion, question, whatever, if you uh, tap on that box and send us your question, it comes straight to me. So I can answer it, like, you know, within moments. So that's pretty cool. And I know Race Chaser Radio also has a new website that's about to We do. Launch. It is up. It's, oh, it is up uh, now. Yes. Okay, cool. It's, it launched uh, launched about three, four weeks ago. We're still adding to it. We had a couple of cool new features that we're working on for it. But it's it's up. RaceChaserOnline.com, RaceChaserMedia.com, or RaceChaserRadio.com. All three of them get you to the same place. And um, you can get access to all of Race Chaser shows on demand from the site. Um, and uh, pretty soon you'll be able to listen to the live shows as well. We just haven't quite got that feature figured out yet. So we're... We're working on the technology. I, for I that. believe the Inside Pass Live website has our show streaming live on the website and in real time now. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure exactly how that works because I, I can't be on my website at the same time. But anyway, <laughs> um, if you if you scroll on to the um, to the upcoming guest list, you you will see um, I, I updated it yesterday, um, and I, and I told Tom as well. We have uh, a guest coming on in July. Um, July 21st to be exact. His name is Jay Gerst. He is the the writer of an autobiography that's coming out in uh, September, from what I'm told, um, called Racer. It's John Andretti's autobiography that he actually wrote, but with John's you know a- approval and John's sure. stories and yeah. stuff, he wrote the book. Um, and I'm excited to have him on. I'm going to try to get him to spend this a whole hour with us, just talking about the book and, and giving us some some stories about the book and things like that. He's a historian um, that has spent most of his uh, his writing career writing about the Andrettis and writing about you know the Rutherfords and the Foyts, and he spent most of his career writing about the you know the families of, of IndyCar racing. So he knows the family you know inside and out. So it'd be interesting to see you know his perspective on writing this book um, with John Andretti's story. It's uh. I don't think a lot of people realize because I'm working on the beginnings of my first book. Yeah, yeah, your autobiography as well. Not mine, but well, a, but uh, but a book. book. And and I I've had a couple of mentors that I've been working with just to try and understand what is the process, how long does it take? It takes about a year and a half to two years mm-hmm. in many cases to write a book from start to finish. And and um, somebody like Jane Gerst that that ha- has written so many, and all of them are the same quality awesome yeah you know these are not just sort of shallow um you know basic facts these these books run deep about the history of the people that they and and it is amazing the amount of time that takes i have nothing but respect for jay and i can't believe that um he is actually coming on our show honestly this is going to be one of the the best inside pass shows we've ever done and if anybody's listening to this one or watching us um mark july 21st on your calendar and so at least if you can't hear it live make sure you know Jay Gers is on that week, so you can go back and get the on-demand. You will be, I'm sure this will blow us all away. Yeah, for sure. The book is scheduled to come out September 1st, um, but he, he told me that he he's it's probably going to come out sooner than that. So it, yeah. he's... He's thinking it's probably going to, or they. he's trying to get it to where it coincides maybe with the Indy 500. So it comes out the week of the Indy 500, which would be a really cool, you know, kind of tie-in uh, type thing. So, um, but a really cool uh, interview, and, and I'm looking forward to, to hearing some of the stories about uh, John Andretti's career. So um, back to the Xfinity series uh, while we're waiting on Ross to call. Um, Noah Gregson finished second, uh, continuing his complete just 
turnaround from from last year. Uh, Justin Haley finished third. Hemrick was fourth. Uh, Jeb Burton, uh, Justin Allgaier, Ross Chastain, Brandon Jones, Chase Briscoe, and uh, Fast Pasta. Anthony Alfredo with another top ten finish. What another driver who needs a full time ride in the Xfinity Series. Well, yeah, I want to. I want to give some some shade to three drivers in, uh, two on that list and one that wasn't the first is jeb burton mm-hmm. amazing job for jeb um continues to show that he belongs in an elite ride yep. um and and then you mentioned anthony alfredo and also colby howard who finished 15th in the jd motorsports 15 um after it was a basically again like anthony a comeback story yep. uh from problems earlier in the race colby is I think four races into his Xfinity career and already running top 15 and out outran all the other JD Motorsports cars. That kid is a South Carolina kid born and raised, and he is a future star in NASCAR. You mark my words that I said that Colby Howard is going to be a NASCAR Cup star. A lot of future stars come from JD Motorsports, and I they think do. we have one of them on the line right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. From uh, he drives for College Racing now, one of my favorite organizations, because Chris Rice is a great friend of mine. But uh, the Mellon Man, Ross Chastain, joins us. Good morning, Ross. Thank you so much for taking the time out to join us this morning. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. No problem. We talked about JD Motorsports and Colby Howard's performance. That's that's kind of where you started. That's kind of where you made your name, is, is running for uh, for Johnny Davis and the guys over at JD Motorsports. Now you've transitioned over and... Uh, and over again and, and again and again, <laughs> and, and you drive just about everything in every single uh, race. It seems like every race there's a Ross Chastain entry list that uh, includes your name on it, but you've gotten uh, pretty busy uh, this year driving the Nice truck part-time, driving for Carly Motorsports full-time. You've done a couple of uh, uh, um, Cup Series races as well. I feel like you've probably gotten more experience not having to practice and qualifying just because you run every race on the track you know, before the Cup or before the uh, Xfinity race goes. But tell us about your season uh, so far since we've come back from the pandemic. You've got a 6th and a 7th uh, at Atlanta over the weekend, so uh, getting ready to go to Miami this weekend. So talk a little bit about uh, the weekend that was in Atlanta. Yeah, um Man, what a what a crazy world! Uh, I was just talking with a friend this morning, and and he he brought up like how how different the world is just a few since a few months ago, right? Like say March, and uh, and how much all of our lives have changed. Um, but through it all, you know, we we're able to go to Atlanta uh, and come back uh, with colleague racing and, and be strong, probably stronger than we were honestly um, before. So that's uh, that's really promising. Um, for us as, as a team, and um, and yeah, to come out uh, of a truck and Xfinity race and NASCAR with a sixth and a seventh and be disappointed because we ran better than that all day in both both race cars, um, it's it's pretty humbling. It's pretty uh, it's pretty surreal because uh, even just one year ago at Atlanta, we finished sixth in the truck as well, but we were super happy because that was better than we ran all night. We were really at, you know, 10th place and we finished sixth. And now we fought for the lead with Kyle and Chase and Austin and, uh, you know, would have ran, you know, we're, we're legitimately a second or a third place truck, maybe even a winning truck. Um, and, and we finished sixth, so we're disappointed. So uh, definitely a lot to be proud of. And uh, I, you know, in my career, like you guys said, um, have came a long way from, from going to Atlanta in the Xfinity Series and, you know, planning on being three laps down at the end of the race and uh, being okay with that because that was the, the plan we had. And, um, I'm glad those days are behind me. Yep, for sure. Well, you know, I look at your start as a team, Ross, and it's like you said, at Daytona, it, it, the, the first – 
it was almost like when we had the shutdown, everybody kind of got a reset. And it feels like a tale of two starts to the season for you guys because it wasn't that you didn't have speed at Daytona, but you know, that first little bit there, you had some just awful luck. And then ever since we've come back at Darlington, all of a sudden, it's like it all fell into place and uh, all of your cars are up front and uh, all of you guys are just having a great time. Um, it's, it, it, do you have a specific thing that you can attribute that to or is it just uh, the fact that you had a little more time to kind of go through your stuff and just make sure that you were prepared to come back? I mean, it's hard to... Um, there are a number of teams I've looked at like that that just didn't have a great start originally to the season, but since we've come back, they've been just knocking them down. Yeah, it's it's so hard to quantify. Yeah, what, what made what made the difference? But um, definitely bringing in Bruce 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 Slicker, uh, Chris Rice, and I definitely struggled to say his uh, put his name together when we talking <laughs> too fast. So Bruce Slicker is our crew chief on the ten car. And, Pairing him uh, with Alex Yance, his crew chief on the 11. Um, you know, Alex had a had a big step up uh, sure in his career and his life last year. Um, you know, after we lost Nick and uh, you know Nick Harrison, the crew chief on the 11, yep. and, and that was a big blow. And you know, and it's still it still is surreal to not have Nick around and and uh, to get to know him over the years from the RCR truck days, um, racing against him and. Um, spending some time with him there at road sports driving schools and stuff and he was Ty Dillon's crew chief. Um, you know, still I can't talk about crew chief at college racing without thinking about Nick and, and that we still don't have him around. Um, but yeah, bringing in Bruce and his first full-time opportunity as crew chief uh, has been an engineer in the, in the sport for, for many years and, and got his you know, opportunity now with us. And, and uh, I love it. I love that, that, College Racing and Matt Colley gave somebody a shot. It's a lot like me last year, um, taking me with Nutrient Ag Solutions and giving me shots to go in races. And we went one Daytona in July, and uh, it's it's really cool that, that they took a took a chance on a guy like like Bruce. And he's got all the credentials. He's super smart, um, you know. And, and now as we go through this uh, this season of NASCAR racing, um, we've learned a lot about each other, and, and it became became close. You know, you hear a lot about relationships and stuff, and uh, probably one of the best things is that uh, his wife and my girlfriend have really hit it off. And, um, they actually never even had a TV service at their house that got the races. They had like, you know, wow. they, they have young kids, right? So they had like all the Disney uh, digital streaming services and they had HGTV, I think, and different stuff, but they didn't have. So anyway, we got them on YouTube TV. So now, now they have the NASCAR races in their house and his wife and kids can watch this race. And that's really brought us closer together, uh, being able to go and hang out with them and, uh, you know, just spend quality time away from the from the track and away from the race cars. It makes the racing just come a little more natural. And uh, I've really never had that relationship with a crew chief before on that personal level. So um, I realize now what I'm missing. But uh, the speed in the cars uh, has been building. You know, it doesn't just happen overnight in sport. Uh, but we, we've seen it, right? We're an RCR affiliate. We, we saw Tyler, um, Tyler Reddick go out and, and win a ton of races last year and win the championship and we could not compete with him last year uh and now you know he's not racing any full time I feel like that if he was we would be right there with him we've really uh gotten college racing cars faster and it's been a, a building process ever since you know i feel like since we got i got in the car last year in chicago um you know all the way to the land 
Yeah, you mentioned I, uh, this pandemic has put uh, us into some late night scenarios um, with simulators. Right, you hear drivers talk a lot about driving these simulators, and um, Xfinity is second fiddle to Cup. So we get uh, the straps, and then we've had some eleven and. 11 p.m. and midnight sessions uh, on the sim, but it's all worth wow. it whenever you go to the track and, and you uh, you unload. And we actually, since the pandemic, uh, at Bristol and, and Atlanta, we did a little bit at Darlington, but at Bristol and Atlanta, we did not turn a wedge wrench in any of the college racing cars um, because we were that close. It was just air pressure. So that's uh, for all the racers out there. Y'all know it. Um, that's big. That, that, that is true. Wow. I think it helps, too, to have Chris Rice, you know, not only as a general manager of the team, but somebody who came from a crew chiefing background because he also knows what, you know, that kind of stuff, what kind of stuff you guys need in cars and stuff like that. And he can work hand-in-hand hand with y'all's crew chiefs um, on all three of the cars to, to really make, you know, a, a really good tight-knit group. And you talked about, you know, your, your crew chief and, and, you know, you guys being a tight-knit group. And uh, Tom and I talk about it all the time. Chris is, is, is on our show probably at least once a month. We always brag on him about how great of an organization he's created with colleague racing because you and justin and aj and everybody on that team just seems like you guys are all like like a big family like you guys are all brothers and you know you are you guys are out there and you're a tight-knit group and you know you share all the information and you do all the things like a family would do and that, that kind of seems like that's what kind of an organization that chris has created and it makes you guys not feel so much pressure because it's just going out there and having fun as opposed to the pressure of performing out on the racetrack it is um yeah we we have a lot of fun it's definitely the most uh, probably unique dynamic of drivers I've ever had where I feel like we have it all, right? We've got A.J. Allmendinger, you know, veteran of the Cup Series, veteran of all forms of motorsports, and, and has done so much and has stepped back, you know, not necessarily um, because he wanted to, but just how the, the cards played out from full-time racing. And he still had that drive to go win, and he's put in the work. And then you've got somebody like Justin Haley who's coming off his rookie year in the Xfinity Series after only running a little bit in the truck series, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things. And uh, and then I'm somewhere in the middle, right? I, I run a lot of races, but they're not always quality. There's um, a lot of quantity there and, and a lot of just learning um, on my side that I've put in. I've just tried to put in laps um, because you can't test anymore. And, and when I wasn't signed with a, a colleague racing uh, and a Chip Ganassi racing, you know, it's, it's tough to learn because how do you get that opportunity to prove to a team owner without driving? And then they won't let you drive unless you've proven. So it's a tough deal for all drivers right now, and it's never been easy. But uh, we've got kind of we've got all all walks of life at college racing. And then on the crew side, you know, we've got two chiefs like Alex John, Bruce Slicker, and you've got Chris Rice, who's been in the sport for a long time. You know, we, we crack jokes on him that he's been around a while and uh, has worked his way up from a, a mechanic with Elliot Sadler uh, up there in South, I guess, from up in the Virginia area and wherever they all were racing growing up all the way to building uh, an Xfinity Series empire that is probably racing now. It's really amazing. Now, you talk about, uh, you mentioned in that that uh, response um, that you have contracts with Colleg Racing and Chip Ganassi Racing and Obviously, a lot of speculation goes around about what your future is and where your future is and when your future is. And we know that you're committed this year to running for a championship and winning a championship for Colleg Racing. Um, what 
is your commitment to Chip Ganassi in terms of the future? And what can you tell us about what the future might hold for Ross Chastain? Man, I, I do wish I could. I wish that we knew, you know, it's, um, you know, the, the, the world's upside down right now with this, with this virus and this pandemic and everything going on. So, um, you know, our, our relationship started with a, a sponsor that brought me in that was a sponsor of the team. And they wanted me to drive a few times. And, and um, you know, a lot of have. I think Ross is mobile. Um, and he's just, going. kept me on. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, but I think I think your point is that uh, you're really not sure what your future is. Um, I mean, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I think a lot of people would... Uh-huh. When, when when people talk about, you know, the future and the, the 48 car, you know, possibly being a, a ride that's open, and I know a lot of people are, are kind of wanting, you know, to kind of push you toward that, you know, everybody wants to see Ross in the 48. I think people just want to see you in a good quality ride. They all know yes. that you have yes. what it takes to be in a good quality <laughs> ride. You proved that this year when you subbed for Ryan Newman when he was out with his injuries and, and you took the six car and did you know, made the most of the opportunity to do it. And I, I think that's what sets you apart from so many different drivers out there is because it doesn't really matter what kind of vehicle you're in. You can drive a truck, you can drive a car, you can drive whatever. It's not necessarily about the quality of the ride that you're in. It's what you make of the ride that you're in. And I think that's where you got your name because what you did for JD Motorsports and coming on and, and you know going out to, to Nice Motorsports, taking a chance on starting the season out you know, four races in with no no points whatsoever, and then getting into the top twenty, making the chase, and coming one position away from winning the championship, um, and then what you've seen in, with Colleg Racing this year, I think that's what everybody wants. You're you're the you're the most like likable person in terms of everybody wanting to see Ross succeed and, and get that good quality ride and, and prove that you can do so much with so little. And I think that's what everybody's cheering for going f- going forward into 2021 and and so on. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate that. Um, obviously, I want to do good. I'm a race car driver. I, you know, we're pretty uh, selfish and self-centered when it comes to our careers, and um, you know, there is a big bigger picture to all this uh, of life and stuff. But yeah, definitely chasing that uh, those trophies and and race wins and being just being competitive and being uh, in competition. There's nothing like it, uh, and that's, that's what we're chasing. Uh, so take a, a couple of minutes and uh, thank all of your sponsors and uh, everybody over at Colleg Racing that uh, helps get you guys to the racetrack every week. Yeah, man, and like you guys said, it's a, it's a big family, so it starts with Matt Colleg and the Colleg companies of Leaf Filter, so uh, they are they are rocking it, as Matt would say. Uh, but installing you know gutter protection across the country, opening up more offices, it's, uh, it's crazy um, to, to think of that and what they're building with the, the Colleg companies, and then you know on the Finn car with Nutrient Ag Solutions, the ag company uh you know the ag retailer of the future and and close to my family farm as far as we buy from them and have bought from their company for for a long time um and then just grew that relationship to the racetrack and uh and you know they wanted me to be their 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 guy uh elliot sadler was it he wanted to retire and and go coach ball uh, um and be with his family and um, you know, it was a natural fit for us to, to come together and Elliot introduced us and, you know, I could never thank him enough. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it hasn't been an easy road, but, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish my path on anybody because it's, uh, it's pretty humbling, but, um, 
it's, it's made the winds and smashing watermelons and, you know, <laughs> being a voice for agriculture, it's made it all that much more uh, special. Yeah, we certainly want to wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. But hey, listen, uh, Haley was on our show on Thursday, and he called us while he was in the middle of a drag race at Mooresville Dragway in his Camaro. So you got to stay away from that guy because he's a little dangerous, I think. Yeah, well, you know, uh, he's something. I don't, I don't know. He's, he's AJ Almendinger's uh, son, I think. Oh. Not sure, but I, awesome. Yeah. Russ, best of luck this weekend at Homestead, Miami. I know you guys have a doubleheader coming up, so best of luck in both of those races to all the colleague team and, and Chris and AJ and uh, Haley and everybody else. You guys, best of luck this season. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right, thanks, guys. No problem. Thanks, Ross, Ross. Justin, everybody, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be back on the other side of the break with more of the Inside Pass on WSIC. This is News Talk 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Concord turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Headlines for Lincoln County and the region. Here's WSIC News. You've turned in to hear local news, and so have a lot of other people. Your business could be advertising right here. Find out how affordable it can be. Call 704-872-6345. 704-872-6345. This is Margaret Beverage with your latest news. The latest Atrium Health Donation Roundup is a combination of two weeks beginning May 21st through June 5th. The Donation Center on Moorhead Street is scheduled to accept donations through June 13th. Atrium Health continues to receive generous donations from the community, and for that, they're grateful. The meals continue to come in strong and keep the health care heroes well-fed. The Salvation Army donated more than 1,000 Krispy Kreme donuts and coffee to teammates at Atrium Health's Carolina's Medical Center on Friday, June 5th. They set up bright and early to catch teammates headed into work and leaving for the day. Teammates were thrilled for the pick-me-up. Sarah Price, patient accounts specialist with Atrium Health, has been making ear savers for teammates. She has made and donated over 200 crochet ear savers and 40 headbands. WSIC is working around the clock to help keep you informed, so visit WSICFM.com as well as our Facebook page and stay tuned right here for more. Are you tired of spending your whole weekend cleaning your house? Get your life back with Action Jackson Cleaning Services. Big or small, we can clean them all. Fully licensed and bonded. Call today. Action Jackson Cleaning Services at 704-928-6818. Listen up, Carolinas. During the Drive Forward event going on now, there's only one Jeep dealer in the Carolinas that has the largest new Jeep inventory. Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. We are the only Jeep dealer in the Carolinas that guarantees we will beat any new Jeep deal. It's time to drive forward right now at Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, located at I-77 at exit 28, online 24-7 at LakeNormanChrysler.com. I'm Pastor Chris Thompson, and I want to invite you to join me this Sunday at 10 a.m. for the River of Life broadcast on WSIC, where we open God's Word and discover how God's truth transforms our life. That's the River of Life broadcast on WSIC at 10 a.m. Hey, this is Kyle with WSIC. Tune in Wednesday mornings at 8 a.m. for Houston Solutions with me, Kyle Houston. Our community is facing serious problems, and we'll dissect those problems and propose solutions Wednesday mornings at 8 a.m. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Justin Loft, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass on WSIC. Randy Miller, Tom Baker with you. Ross Chastain was just on our Strutmaster.com hotline. He revealed that Justin Haley is A.J. Allmendinger's son. (laughs) If you missed any of the interview, you can catch it on demand later in the week, uh, later today on the InsidePassLive.com website or Spreaker.com or Spotify or Apple or iTunes or any of the other places where podcasts are available or even on the Race Chaser uh, Radio site. Or if you search Race Chaser Radio on any of those podcasting sites, you will find the episode there as well. Good stuff as always from Ross Chastain. I am I'm so glad that he's doing great and having a great time doing it and everybody at Colley Grayson it seems like they're just having a blast every single day. Yeah. It's just so. well it's just fun. Like I said, it, it those guys those guys that uh, you know radiate excitement and positive energy and you know they just go race for wins. Mm-hmm. You know that's sure. it's old school over there. Mm-hmm. Old but, school mentality. Chris comes from an old school type of mentality. He I mean, he he ran. You know, he he for several years he was crew chief at Turner Motorsports, um, with, with uh, Steve Turner and everybody over there, and, and Braun, and you know the whole organization there with James Busher and running the truck series and all yep. that. So he's got a lot of experience, and he takes that experience and translates it into success on the racetrack. I, I think he's one of the the many uh, people in a general manager role that that really like wants to motivate his guys on positivity. Yep. Um, and, and you see it all the time in all of his social media posts. He posts every single day on, on Twitter and Facebook and, and Instagram and just positive quotes and positive messages of the day. Um, and, and I think he uses that same mentality and, and you know, institutes that in, in Ross and, and Haley and maybe not so much AJ because AJ's been a veteran. He's been around the business and kind of knows. But it, it's almost like Chris has taken both Haley and Ross kind of under his wing and kind of, you know, not really taught them but just kind of said, you know, it's all about being positive. If you can be positive and be fun, then it doesn't really matter what happens on the racetrack. We'll fix it. You know, cars can be repaired. You know what I mean? I kind know exactly what you're saying, and I I kind of feel like it's more like Chris. It, it's more like people of that mentality just yeah. sort of putting go the to same Chris. people around you. Justin wanted to go to college racing because mm-hmm. it was a small team. He mm-hmm. didn't, you know, he didn't want to be a part of a huge. Right at that point in his career and Chris has been able to sort of coach him up and and then you bring in a Ross Chastain who is an old school you know you can he's not on the track to make friends you can hate some of the moves he makes or like some of the moves he makes but he's a racer and AJ is so much passion and so you know all of that kind of works together to fuel that team it's like everybody feeds off each other and uh colleagues a great example of an organization that should get a whole lot more publicity than it does but it doesn't because we find ourselves so often talking about joe gibbs racing and kyle bush and 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 penske and whoever else was winning a lot of the races and now colleagues finally getting to the point where they're winning and running for wins and they're forcing us to talk about them and get to know them because they're the ones winning the races. That's that's very true. Which and, is great. And they're beating the cup regulars when the that's cup regulars do yeah. you know, actually show yep. up to the racetrack. So over in the Cup Series side, we had Kevin Harvick win on uh, on Sunday at Atlanta. Kurt Busch was the biggest surprise because he finished in the top 10, although he started way down um, in the back because he actually had to do a drive-through penalty at the start of the race because he failed inspection three times. So for him to come back to 10th, um, was a pretty exciting uh, feat in and of itself. Um, on the IndyCar side, Scott Dixon put a whooping on the field in the IndyCar oh. race on Saturday. I mean, that that was just a pretty dominant performance. It, it, it was incredible. You see, you see a race, uh, w- an IndyCar race on a track like Texas 
that turns out like that once in the blue moon. There was one car and then there was everybody else. <laughs> you know, much. I mean, th- there were some guys that got a few laps, but not many. <laughs> I mean, Scott just was going, going, gone, goodbye, as yeah. my old baseball announcing idol Ralph Counter used to say. Um, you know, it's it's just there was no that there was no race in the race for the win. And it wasn't a bad race overall. There was just no race for the win because Scott Dixon was that doggone good. And you can't, you can't say anything to, you know, to, to demean that or, or to, it just happens. That's, you know, everybody, every race car driver and every race car on the planet dreams of that kind of a night where, you could practically, you know, tip the car upside down and, you know, drive it on the roll cage and, and, you know, nobody could catch you. And that's exactly what Scott Dixon had. He had a winning car and he, you don't give a legend like Scott Dixon a car like that and, and, and not get a dominating performance. Yeah. And that's just what happened. That's exactly true. Incredible. It was his 47th career win. He's one away from tying for second all time on the list. Um, he has now won at least one race in 16 of his 20 year career. Um, which is obviously Hall of Fame worthy uh, oh, yeah, in and of itself. For sure. um, Zach Veach finished fourth, and uh, Oliver Askew, the rookie, finished ninth. So uh, good runs for both well, of those guys. And as well, and see, everybody, it was funny the social media reaction to Zach Veach's fourth. You know, I saw people saying, oh, it was just luck. Really? <laughs> you know, but, and then some went, who was that kid? It's like, well, he's only in his third year. I mean, it's like, but see, again, you know, last year, and I've known Zach a long time, and I, and, and he even said it in his post-race, and I think it, it's true. I think last year he just pressed too hard. He had a really, he had a really good freshman year in the IndyCar series and was, he made, I've been running for wins, but he was competitive. And then last year, it just seemed like everything went wrong and just so much bad luck. And the more you had bad luck, the more you pushed and the more you pushed, the more you had bad luck. And so this year, again, clean slate come out of the box and all of a sudden, you know, fourth place with enough speed to legitimately run, you know, with everybody, but Scott Dixon. Um, And then Oliver asks you, I mean, goodness gracious, First start in an IndyCar, yep. top 10. Hello. Yep. Yep. You know, the kid, we all knew in Indy Lights that the kid had the talent. It was just a matter of the opportunity. But I don't, you, you can't ever expect someone to jump up into an IndyCar on an oval, no less. Oliver's not an oval kid. Right. On an oval, which is not his normal forte, and finish in the top 10. That was extraordinary. Yep, for sure. Not, run. We are going to take a, one more commercial break. When we come back, we'll do our fantasy update. And uh, have an update on uh, possibly some changes to the NASCAR schedule in 2021 or some tracks we wish would be on it. We'll be back with more right after this. This is News Talk 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Denver turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. If you've ever used a weed killer, you have to hear this message. I'm attorney Matt Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. Recently, one of our lawyers was part of a team that helped secure a verdict for a couple who contracted cancer after using Roundup. If you are a farmer, casual gardener, or anyone else who has used weed killers, you may not know that studies suggest that glyphosate, the main ingredient in Roundup, may increase the risk of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Monsanto allegedly was aware of the risk posed by Roundup, but failed to disclose them to the public. If you or a loved one were diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and you have used Roundup, you could be owed money for damages. Contact us today for a free case review. You pay nothing unless we recover money for you. Morgan & Morgan, for the people. Call 844-949-0599. 844-949-0599. 
Attorney advertising. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. Over 50 offices nationwide. Main office, Orlando, Florida. For WSIC, I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Coaster. Those showers and storms come to an end overnight. A low of 71. 84 tomorrow with a 60% chance for afternoon and evening showers and storms. Then quieter Thursday, mostly cloudy, 82. Friday, partly sunny, 85. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Koser. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. Thanks for tuning in for local news with WSIC. I'm Margaret Beveridge. A Statesville man is facing charges of attempting to rob someone at an ATM. Jimmy Stroud of Silvermere Drive was charged with attempted common law robbery, breaking and entering a motor vehicle, and misdemeanor communicating threats. A magistrate has set the bond at $20,000. Brandon Moore of Kannapolis was named Appalachian State University's Reich College of Education's 2019 2020 Student Teacher of the Year Award winner in May. Moore was one of six finalists for the award. Gaston County announced that its health director, Chris Dobbins, would be stepping down. Dobbins has been the head of DHHS since 2013 and holds a distinguished career with the U.S. Air Force. No reason was given for his resignation. Leaders in Gaston County have been very vocal in resisting North Carolina Governor Cooper's pandemic restrictions and slowly easing on restrictions. Thanks for tuning in to WSIC. I'm Margaret Beveridge from the News Desk. When you get in your car this afternoon, tune to News Talk 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, and get the latest breaking news and weather for your commute. Hello, race fans. This is Chris Wright. Thanks for listening to these guys. They want some great radio hosts. You're listening to the Inside Pass. And with some great stock car drivers, he has employed in Colleague Racing. Yes. We continue to talk about how great uh, he has done with Colleague Racing. Welcome back to the Inside Pass, WSIC. Randy Miller, Tom Baker with you. Um, talking uh, motorsports uh, for the next 10 minutes or so, we, we've got uh, a story that came that's on Twitter. Um, it's not uncommon for drivers to, to post how they did in a race after the, the race is over on Twitter. And so Corey LaJoy thought it would be a cool idea if he posted an image of his heart rate. Whatever, it's an app that they use, but it shows heart rate and, you know, calories burned and all that kind of stuff. He just said, hey, you know, this is, this, is what, this is what it is. And he said something with the caption if he had to eat about 28 more Cliff Bars in order to be able to, <laughs> you know, gain all that back or whatever. So Denny Hamlin decided to poke a little fun at him and posted his own, I guess he has the exact same app, and posted his uh, heart rate and stuff, which was significantly different um, in terms of burning more calories and, and having a lower heart rate. Um, so it turned into a, a huge, I guess, Twitter war between the two of them that has actually carried on into this morning with uh, more drivers getting involved. Josh Williams and a few other drivers have actually chimed in on that since this story came out. Um, but his Denny's caption when he posted his picture was, "No wonder why, well, no wonder we couldn't count on you in the fourth quarter." Um, everybody's like, haha, it's funny, funny, but then it turned into this huge d- debate. And so Corey responded to Denny's tweet saying, can we switch cars? To which Denny said, well, it wouldn't matter if we switched cars. You're not going to get the answer you're looking for anyway. So uh, in, in simple, uh, he didn't say exactly like that, but pretty that's much, pretty much what he said. That's pretty much what he so said. So <laughs> Corey then came back with his tweet saying that he thought, that, he said, I thought you knew how the age-old age equation worked. Um, but I guess not. The equation is center of gravity plus downforce plus horsepower plus money equals victory. So Denny's response was, real pressure begins when you have all that and still don't win. It ain't about having fast cars. So then at that point, Daryl Mott, who is Corey's 
co-host on his podcast, a, sun, a sun, Sunday, Sunday, fun day or whatever his podcast that he has, um, said, "I'm asking, do you think you could get better finishes in his car if he does, or than he does?" To which Denny responded, "I've never driven it, so I can't speculate. I've driven bad cars. I just kept working. I never complained about what I didn't have. Would you? Would he outrun me in mine?" So then it has carried over into this huge debate about whether or not a a driver who is less fortunate to have a good ride would be able to have the good ride if they had the better equipment than the driver that's in the car now. And it has turned into this huge Twitter war between Denny and everybody. Basically, the only drivers that have responded so far have been drivers that are not fortunate enough to be a Gibbs driver or be in the kind of equipment that Denny is in. Saying, well, if you put me in your car, I could beat you in your own equipment. So, well, you know, first of all, <laughs> I mean, really, we only have seven minutes, Tom. I mean, well, I, I don't need seven. I, first, the, the, I mean, first off, we're we're having a Twitter war over somebody's heart rate. Right. Exactly. You know, I, I just want to lay that out that this all started because of somebody posting their heart rate. Um. And and it's now become this sort of again. It's th- this is we this is what we've seen for for yeah. three for two weeks, right? You know, we don't have you have we don't like you, you blah blah blah. Right. Yeah, it's th- this is it, look. Um, I mean, if you if you just let's do a let's do a case study. Ryan Priest drove for JD Motorsports. Ryan Priest learned how to drive an Xfinity car at JD Motorsports. Ryan Priest then took what he learned from driving the car that couldn't win and applied it to the car that could. What happened? He won. Okay, now, if you look at other case studies, there are drivers who have driven the best equipment and haven't won. So is that because the drivers weren't good? Or is it because, the, the, for whatever reason, the situation just didn't work out? You know, I, I think we have to be careful because if Corey LaJoy, here's the problem with, and I say this all the time about young drivers, because uh, I see this in late models, for example. Daddies will take their young kid who's had no experience in late models and put them in, you know, uh, uh, the absolute top equipment. Here's the the danger of that. If you don't win, it's probably not the car. And I think that's what Denny was was saying is is that, you know, just because you have a fast car, not everybody who gets in Joe Gibbs cars has won. Not everybody who gets in Rick Hendricks cars or Roger Penske's cars has won. Does that make them bad drivers? Well, (laughs) right. Well, I, I don't know <laughs> how many championship, how many championships has Denny won. I mean, he's won a lot of races, well, but he's never won a championship. But but so. that's not what the well I know. You but know, I'm we're just saying, fighting. Like, like Corey was the first one to sort of well, but I don't have what you have. Right. Well, look. As so far earn as it. I'm concerned. I think Corey has made the most of what he has. Yeah. And so I and I think Denny's joke it felt like a basketball joke. He said third and fourth quarter. I'm assuming right. Corey was in the league and whatever, and you know, it was a basketball joke. I don't right. think it was, uh, I but know. but it, I don't think that it warranted that kind of a comeback. Right. Which has now you know been a 24 hour right. war that has I, gone on. You forever, know, I think so. Corey 
honestly, I just think Corey got butthurt over something, and he shouldn't have. I mean, probably so. You know, uh, like probably just so. let it go, dude. All right. So fantasy NASCAR uh, continues on. Uh, Nick picked uh, Joey Logano for the the race on Sunday, and uh, Joey finished tenth. So Nick uh, maintains his lead by uh, I can't do math in my head that quick. Thirteen points or so over my over myself. I picked Kurt Busch. Uh, not not knowing what was going to happen, but he ended up finishing sixth. So uh, kudos to me for being being able to go out on a limb with that one. Uh, Jacob p- uh, picked uh, Chase Elliott, who finished eighth. Tom picked Kevin Harvick, who won the race. So <laughs> Tom got to uh, gain some points on uh, on Sir yeah, Silman. I'm only like a race and a half back. Now. And uh, Christopher Bell finished 18th, which was uh, of course Red's contractually obligated pick. So for Martinsville, <laughs> Martinsville's tomorrow night. By the way, for those of you who completely we completely forgot to talk about that, but the first night race in Martinsville history takes place tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Yeah. On uh, five on FS1. Uh, Nick DeGroote and uh, Jacob uh, decided to scheme against uh, scheme each other and uh, take Denny Hamlin as their picks. I am picking Joey Logano for my pick, and of course, contractually obligated Red uh, takes Christopher Bell. And he so confirmed t- it last night when oh, he produced well, the lab. So, Tom, who is your pick <laughs> for tomorrow night's Martinsville race? Well, I mean, it's Martinsville, right? So, who who do we pick for a Martinsville race? I believe what I see. And I believe right now that uh, until it, I believe it's going to be a Hendrick car and I believe it's going to be a Hendrick car. There's only one Hendrick car that I bet the farm on right now. Chase Elliott wins <laughs> and I get, uh, what is it? Uh, 10 free, uh, boneless wings yes, at Hooters yes, on Monday. Yes. Chase so took advantage of his yesterday. Be. So, um, he, yeah. he already posted that he did his. So, um, so uh, we talked to, uh, since we last was on the show, uh, Nashville was added to the schedule for 2021, which has gotten some people excited. I mean, it's a super speedway, not the fairgrounds, but nonetheless, there's some other tracks that, uh, NASCAR kind of owns or has in a relationship with. that could be added to the schedule, not saying any of these will, um, but everybody is wanting a new short track. So obviously South Boston is the first place that comes to mind because it's owned by Pocono with the Matco Incorporated, which owns Pocono Raceway. Um, and a lot of a lot of people want uh, one of the Pocono dates at least to go away. So some people want uh, South Boston to be added to the schedule. Um, of course, we know North Wilkesboro is owned by SMI. We're not going to talk about that because we know that's <laughs> not going to happen. Um, Iowa is another short track that seats 30,000 seats and is an ISN track. So uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Iowa going forward because they pulled all their races this year because of the coronavirus. Um, a street course in Detroit or Chicago. Chicago is actually being rumored if the Chicagoland Speedway does not reopen next year, which has been a big rumor. Um, NASCAR would still want to stay in the Chicago market, so a street course Why? would be a good. I have no idea. I'm just reading what I, I wrote, know. sir. Um, IMSA and NASCAR own uh, – uh, or NASCAR owns IMSA, which is own which owns Road Atlanta and Sebring. So those are two other road course possibilities. And my personal favorite is Lucas Oil Raceway, which is owned by the NHRA. I would love to see the trucks and Xfinity go back there, but that's just me. Well, I'd like to see Cup or Cup too. <laughs> I'd like to I would see, love to see all, all of them there. there. So that's um, that's what I pick. But, yeah, I'm anyway. not. Uh, the, I'm I'm. I'm not buying the street course thing until we get the new car in 22. Yeah, that's true. All right, our thanks to Ross Chastain for joining us next week. Adam Alexander from Fox Sports 1 will join us. We're excited to talk to him about that. So for Tom Baker, I'm Randy Miller. We'll see you Thursday on Motorsports Madness. Tomorrow night's Martinsville. Have a great week and uh, enjoy the race.